This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, Keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. Yo, 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 welcome back to episode um, 160 something. I don't know because I can't remember right now. Too um, many episodes, but <laughs> yeah, because um, make sure you listen to last week's one. I spoke. With my guy Manic, we spoke about the economic sort of status symbol. So at first I spoke about um, Birkin bags, Constance bag, Kelly bags. So those are all Hermes bags. I spoke about Chanel as well and why those are status symbols and why those can also be investment pieces if you purchase the right one and how much money you can make from them potentially. Shout out Miles Wadrow because she gave me the big gist on Birkin because that shit like a secret society. So obviously I got on my boy Manic. We spoke about Swiss watches. We spoke about like Hublots falling off. Cartiers, why they're not as popular. We spoke about Mark Jacobs, Breitling's falling off. Then we spoke about Audemars, Patek and Rolexes and all that type of stuff. So make sure you check that podcast out. This week I'm joined by my guy Ed again. What are you saying? I'm blessed, bro. How are you? Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh my days. Bro, relax. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Anyway, so yeah, I'm good, bro. I'm good. How are you? I'm not bad. I'm not bad. Well, we're live recording on a hot Sunday. It. After he's just chopped lavish, um, so we're going to talk about a very important topic. What what, what are we talking about? The economics uh, of Edgeville. Of Edgeville, Allah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. If anyone you don't know what Edgeville is, go and learn today. <laughs> so, what is Edgeville? Edgeville is when you're living on the edge, <laughs> <laughs> when times is hard, and I think, yeah, but we've been in Edgeville. Yeah. We've been in Edgeville together at a point. Yeah. In fact, most of the men them do, and I think that's why we kind of went into the pod. To... Yeah, I feel like people... It's weird because I think, especially... I still think guys especially don't really disclose their L's. Like, I'm, and I'm talking um, from what I see on social media. Like, girls are more willing to speak about their L's and W's. They're just more forthcoming with information. Like, I see, like, ladies tend to use Twitter almost like a diary, for example. 
Whereas guys, like, they don't even come forth with their W. So, like, a lot of people don't know that bad guys online that have platforms online or don't even have platforms are making a great money, doing great things. They might have business they don't even know about, but naturally, guys are a bit more reserved in that regards. So maybe guys should maybe um, show that shout about their Ws more to the spy people. I think also, maybe share their Ls, okay? Oh, so it's maybe not, you man, yeah, I, that's it. It's I, not about sharing Ls. I think that's probably the wrong way to put it because if it's an L, you don't, you don't necessarily need to share your L's. Yeah. But I think the general discussion and understanding that Ross, some of the things that some people are going through, most people have been through at some point in their life, Facts. is actually good. It helps you as a person that's in it. And I guess just gives you a little bit more confidence when you're in that situation, which helps sort in the cycle. So I don't think we do that enough. There's a lot of discussions that men don't have. We don't talk enough about some of the things that we go through. It doesn't necessarily mean disclosing the details of your mm. L's, but actually talking about some of the difficulties that we experience in life and stuff and in that regard can actually help people and how we got out of that situation can also help yeah, other people. So. Yeah, definitely. I feel um, it then makes you realise that, do you know what? I'm not alone. I'm not a failure. Yeah, exactly. I'm not a loser. I'm not less than. This is actually a very regular experience for maybe a guy of my age or somebody from my um, economic background or whatever because... I think a lot of people feel like, especially when you with the entertainment industry, which is um, it's even more intensified by um, by um, social media. It's like you literally see like the top of maybe what you perceive in terms of materialistic yeah. things and people doing well, which I love personally. I can't like I love seeing like people buying nice stuff. I love seeing people succeeding, but it it can make some people feel like they're not doing enough. Do you know what I mean? Right. Well, it, makes you, it makes you feel like you need to be somewhere so much further ahead than where you need to be at a point. Mm. Um, it's just like a, it is like a bubble. It's not, a, I wouldn't say a bubble, but it's a very, very small snippet mm. of where it actually is. Yeah, because you don't know, you don't know like the trials and tribulations that people have gone through. Bruh. I don't even know that if it's, it could be cap. I don't, I don't like to assume things are cap. I'm just like a, a positive person, unless I know for a fact it's cap. But more often than not, I like when I see people with nice stuff, I'm like, yo, that's lit. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you don't know how hard they had to work or what they had to sacrifice or what they've lost. From personal spirits, yeah, like, I can't lie. Um, obviously, I'm not, like, I want to say I came from the richest of families. My parents definitely grafted like mad and they still do graft like mad. And like, one of my aims is so they don't have to graft at all, they just live lavish. Mm. But um, obviously, coming from working class background, obviously, parents are migrants. I think my parents did a great job of getting my brothers and sisters and my to like a decent area. Um, obviously, I managed to get into a decent school by passing some exams, mm. which obviously helped my brothers and sisters get to school because once you have your sibling at school, yeah, you get awesome. there. The, yeah. So we, we were set up pretty decently. And um, I was quite lucky because I'm quite academically bright. So I never really had to study for exams like that. So, really, truly, I wasn't really used to hard work at all. I, I'm not going to lie to you. Hard work has come to me later in my life. But not even at uni. No, oh. It's instead of us doing work, we were in Birmingham playing FIFA, you know? Oh my days. <laughs> Listen, people, yeah? Oh Let me tell you something, gosh. yeah? Sometimes Ed will just turn up to my house at uni, yeah? You don't know what you're thinking. Yeah, that's uni. Yeah, but he went uni to Leicester, I went uni Birmingham. One time, yeah, he was at my house for two weeks during term time. Which, now looking back here. <laughs> oh, no, bro, you're actually your best, bro. Yeah. Bro, you are running around Birmingham like you're a puck, yeah? Because everybody knew you. Like, you'll go to, you'll go to my brother's yard and eat lavish, eating more lavish than me. It's like, hold on. 
Why you go to their backyard? Yeah, uh, those t- I was at your uni. I was inside the uni. I was in the library. Bro, man was. Around. I remember one time being in your library. Yes, yeah? <laughs> me, me, you, Ian, and Felix were having um, wheelchair races in the library. Oh, uni was an absolute mess. These times I had econometrics assignments, you know. But um, don't take this example, by the way. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, trust me, trust focus. me. Focus, focus. Trust me. Anyway, their uni, our uni, is different settings because. Our uni times were mad. Like, first of all, the race get locked off at one because of the beef. The beef was real. Like, <laughs> the beef and the bays were real, bro. Like, oh, uni was an experience. Sensational um, stuff. Gave the uni, didn't work hard. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And after I came into a real world, I was like, right, like. This is different, isn't it? Nothing's actually given to you in this real world, you know. Mm-hmm. That you actually. And when I really took it in was when, with the rise of like social media and platforms like YouTube, when you could see more into the lives of athletes, I'm like, Steph Curry just signed a $230 million contract extension. He's won the MVP. He's got rings. He's got money for days. He's mm. amazing at his job. And this guy is working like he, he, he owes people money. Yep. And here's me, yeah? Just a regular degular. <laughs> and I'm here just sipping Super Bowl, dipping tea and biscuit. I had to get off my ass, dog. But like, Bruh. yes, I think when life, when, um, when I start to go through actual adult hardships, do you know what I mean? It comes as a shock. I yeah, think when it does. you come like when life really got peak and for some people it's um especially if you're not the type of person that wants to dip into the illegal side of things. Mm-hmm. When you f- fall into that kind of hardship, you're actually sitting there thinking, Rah, this is you don't know what to do with yourself. And I think mentally as well, it's very it takes a big toll. And if it's something that you haven't experienced before, like the second time round, if it happens, you're like, All right, cool. I've been here before, innit? Mm-hmm. The first time, oh, god damn it! Yeah, it was a steep learning curve for. Yeah, for that's when you realize that like, this is actually a concrete jungle, bro. Like, yeah, there's nothing, nothing there to support you. The first time I got rattled, so obviously I started working um, August 2013. Um, Ed was the one who even helped me with that because um, he worked in a in a multinational law firm, and he managed to like recommend me for a job. So I went for the interview, and that was like my first like. Job in finance post uni. Bro, so, you, you got that job. You had to go to the interview, same way, bruv. Bruv, I can't wait to interview and be like, <laughs> it is what it is. Because the, the job, job talking jazz, bruv. Do you know what some people got to the job, but they just be an absolute mess. Do you know what I mean? So, nah, so you you helped me bust that opportunity. So I was just secured the deal in the interview, but that started working. And then I was always contracting, but it was calm. Like, yeah, it's it was contract calm. after contract was just popping up, bruv. Bro, I was calm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I'll never forget this. So I had a contract that was ending around Brexit, but I was like, okay, this is... And then my company, just before Brexit, my company were actually um, outsourcing a finance to Sheffield. And this was perfect for me because one, my manager was a big op, but she's been made redundant. Yeah, so I was like, oh, cause... see, people, people might think this is bad here, yeah, but I don't think it's... This woman was literally trying to sabotage me. Like, she was telling she was telling um, my FD, because my FD thought I was bare smart. Yeah. So he proper rated me and he was giving me certain projects and certain tasks. Oh, I remember this woman actually. Oh, yeah. It's actually mad. I'm going to say her name. It's actually mad, yeah? Her name is actually Karen and she's a perfect example of oh, Karen. Okay, Karen, bro. Because she actually, she's the, in fact, she said the bar, she is the original Karen. She's Karen number one, yeah? Like, and she'll basically like, day. she'll basically be like, tell my FD like, oh, he's not doing the work. Because basically she was in charge of two offices and I was, and my other manager, Jonathan, he was in charge of number two offices. And I was like, the account underneath them. So, but so she was like, oh yeah, these offices are a mess, their accounts are a mess, da 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 So he was thinking, okay, cool, I'm going to tell Alex because I start packing his own work. But obviously I had two black people on my team because I told them both I'm leaving. They're like, no, no, don't leave because Nigel loves good stuff and 
Nigel really likes you, but um, you, she, I think she might be just gassing about you because she does that. So, and then Jonathan's like, yeah. He, he he's like, he stopped, he, one week he stopped giving me work because he thought, okay, Nigel's saying that stop giving Aya work these um, projects because he's behind his work. But then he clocked that, no, he's actually not. And I was like, then I told him like, for that woman's side of the job, like when I say from top to bottom, I did everything. Yeah. So basically, every single thing was done by me, apart from a bit of the month in accounting, which when she submits to Nigel, Nigel will be like, this is not good. He'll give it to Jonathan to come and tidy up. And then me and Jonathan tied up together. Do you know what I mean? Can you imagine? So but then when I told Jonathan what I'm doing for her, he's like, wait, you do everything. Yeah, I was like, what? You do everything for her and then you do my bits for your pattern. He goes, no, no, let me, let me tell Nigel. So obviously I had a meeting with both with, with her and Jonathan basically to set her up. So I asked him, what's my job description? I'll tell you what I think my job description is. I asked you what your expectations of me and have I met them professionally and my um my person my personal um way I move around the office. And they're all like, you know, you do everything right, the job did it, it's okay. It's like, rah, swear down, Karen. How come you be saying this, that, and a third? And she goes, No, I don't. I said, Are you calling me a liar? If you're not calling me a liar and you're not a liar, then who's a liar? One of us has to be a liar. Right? Liar, you know, liar. Like that. And like, so when I heard that she was being made redundant because of that, I was doing gun figure salutes. And also because of the time that the job's been outsourced, they offered me an extra month to stay and they'll give me a bonus on top of stay. I was like, this is perfect for me because they needed people to teach the new Sheffield people. They were coming in, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Otherwise, it would be techie. Oh, this is perfect. So yeah, this is perfect. Extra month longer than I wanted. I get basically a young bonus. You know what I mean? Everything good. Everything sweet. Cool. <laughs> then Brexit. <laughs> and oh, then all the law, all the firms are like, yep, we ain't hiring nobody. Bro, I did not get a contract for time. No, what's bad? I had three interviews. Like, what was that? 20, it's 2016. 2016. I had three interviews, yeah. Slapped them all up, yeah. But one of them, I knew I wanted to get in. I came in, I saw four middle-aged white women and they were on the team. I said, yeah, I'm not a team fit because oh, they're probably looking for maybe like another woman. But like, um, even if it's bad, I think it's not, not even the fact that I was just a man. I think I'm a young black boy. Mm. Like interest-wise, do you know what I mean? Weren't having it. Another interview, they just discontinued the role and I can't remember what happened with the other one. And then literally, I didn't hear anything for like two, three months. The whole market died because that was the same period of time that things went left for me as well because mm. I remember it was um, that was slightly different because I left my job in May so I was on a contract oh. 18 months at another law firm and then I became a consultant oh yeah I remember that's a sick job and I was like yeah this is all sweet things were going well but then I started going through mentally like I had a little rough patch mm. and I noticed that it started to affect my work blah 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 so I was like this consultancy thing isn't for me like I need to just be behind a desk on a day-to-day basis because mm. I can't deal with the human, the human interaction. I know it's showing on my face and stuff. So cool. Anyway, long story short, left that job. I was kind of like, I spoke to the manager. He's like, okay, cool. We both agree that maybe this ain't the right thing. Cool, whatever. I knew that previously, any time I wanted a job, it was like, it was like, like I knew that if, as long as I get a call from an agent saying that this role, like a recruitment agent, if I go into that interview, I'm getting a job. I had never not got a job that I'd interviewed prior to that point. So I thought, okay, yeah, it's calm. You know what, let me go, chill. Got my last paycheck, chill for a month, sort myself out, come back. Brexit. This was around June 20, well, yeah, June. That's, yeah, I remember, it was like June 27. Bear in mind, I just also had a child in May. 
yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're telling me, yeah. I just had a child, so there was that kind of stress. And then now it's like, okay, cool, I've got to get a job because, yeah, I've got a child. Brexit happened. Suddenly, every single job market legal was market, dead. Legal market went... They were mm-hmm. even getting rid of people. It wasn't that they were hiring. They were getting rid of people because now they're like, oh, we don't know if we're going to have the London or the London office mm-hmm. like that. They're thinking, are we potentially going to have to move everything out of... And so the unrest in that alone meant nothing. Now, bro, the thing about Edgeville is that when you don't know where Edgeville is coming to an end, it is the scariest daunted thing. The first month goes by, you're like, ah, yeah, this is annoying. I need to get a job. Second month. Then the third month, you're like, yeah. At this point, you've gone through all your savings, all your bread. That little job center, seventy pound every every two weeks ain't cutting it. No. Can I tell you why I'm so dumb? Yeah, because when I got slapped with Edgeville, yeah, I didn't. I I, I wasn't actually taking it in. You know when people say moving to Nile, bro. I went to Croatia like two weeks later. Yeah, blue hella pieces in Croatia. You know what I mean? Came back. I'm still living the same. Yeah, going out for dinner here. Yeah, buying. Yeah, cause... people know me. I love my trainers. Buying trainers. Do you know what I mean? You, you don't. You don't think it's. You never think that it's going to last. How long it is? Because you have that. You have your past to rely on. And obviously, I want. I don't understand. Uh, what's it called? Inconsiderable. I know every like everybody's got a different level of edge roll, isn't it? Edge roll's gonna be related to you. Some people's edge roll is a different level. Do you know what I mean? Like I've seen some edge rolls that, boy. No, I feel. I feel like the edge roll that. I no, no, your one. Your your pair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your one. My one went like yours. Like you're in zone six edge roll. Zone, zone six. six. Yeah, I was in like zone nine, but at the bottom of the met line. <laughs> you know, then one, one bus, per, one bus per hour. You missed that bus. Stopped at seven pm as well. Yeah, shops yeah, close at five pm. Happy V. It was nice. Hey, that nuts. How could the shops close before you finish work? Bro, can you imagine? Yeah. You got the, your, your house shopping on your lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, nah, that that kind of edge when you get there, bro, it's mental. It is very, very mental. But yeah, so I interrupted you. Continue. I'm no, sure. no, yeah, I'm saying so. I can't remember what I'm saying, but yeah, like I didn't really adapt to it. So I wasn't I wasn't adapting to my spending patterns. I was still having all my subscriptions them times. Gym membership that I never went to, paying money to go play kickball, going to let the man then, probably buying buying drip, travel cars as one to five. I was paying like thirty pounds for the FT, twelve pounds for the Economist, like seventeen pounds probably for uh, NBA League Pass, another thirty pounds for Now TV. Like I was just having dumb expenditures. Probably, I'm not sure. If, I'm I'm not sure if uh, streaming platforms, Apple Music, was even about them times. So I'm not sure if I was even paying for it for for it around them times. Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, like it's just a lot of expenditures. Generally. Yeah, and that's the and the, and the maddest thing about Edgeville is that you realize, yeah, see your cost, yeah. Your cost will give a blood clot, yeah, about your job situation, fam. BT don't care. EE don't care. Yeah. Your landlord don't care. Do you know what no, I mean? Gross. But you know what? And that's, I think that's where it starts to become techie because when you start thinking, you're thinking, all right, cool. You've got past this month. I've paid all my bills out. Mm. But instantly, the moment you finish that, you're thinking, rah, I've got 28 days or 30, 30 days mm. to make X amount mm. of bread back. Otherwise, yeah, next if we, month. If your savings have been collapsed, that's it. So then you start. That's I think for for me when I when I got to that point, that's when I started thinking. Okay, there are certain things that I need to sacrifice. All right, I can do with not having this. Do with not having that. Mm. Do with not having that. Then you get to the bare necessities. The next month you can cover the bare necessities in terms of the things that mm. you needed to do. Then you pay that, and the next month you're thinking, rah, I've cut all the cuts I can do, <laughs> and I still got these things to pay for. And I don't know how everyone else is, but I know me and I know you as well. The pride that you have 
bro, I'm not asking nobody for no bread mm. at all. I'm not asking parents. So all the t- for, for the first three months of my unemployment, I was putting on clothes <laughs> and leaving the house, bro. Just, do you know what I mean? Just because I didn't want no one to think that, bro, what's going on? Then it got to the point I was like, bro, I can't even afford to be leaving the house. <laughs> Oh, man. Hey, if I leave the house, I've got to buy a food farm and it's techie. I need to stop food. Oh, oh man, I actually bro. thought you did that. You're actually the funniest guy. Bro, bro. So these <laughs> I forgot that. No, you're the funniest guy. I'll put it on clothes to go chill with. It's British actually not funny, that. but it's funny. It's, but now I can look back and laugh, innit? Yeah. That's why I wanted to, like, right. I wanted to talk on it so that people can understand that, yo, people have been through domestic as well. Mm. And then... When it got to that, then you started doing, then it got to the point where, okay, look, I'm getting people writing letters. You ain't paid this this month mm. and you need to do this, that and the other. Then it starts, that's where it becomes difficult. Then it starts quick, like a loan. Mm. All right, the first month, um, let me borrow two bills. Like I'm close to whatever, let me borrow two bills. You pay it back the next month. Then you're paying that back every three, like a little bit every mm. three months. Then you're like, rah, I need to get something else. That's how debt started to accrue. And obviously mm. you're getting, your only income is through these things. So I was saying that, bro, I think I only recovered financially from this in 2016. Last year, last year or so, mm. after I'd finished clearing off all of that foolishness that I had accrued. But, bro, it destroys your credit rating. Mm-hmm. Mentally, because now I'm going to every interview and back in the day where every interview was a luxury and it's like, okay. Yeah, we'll see if I like it. Yeah, bro, if I don't back this. Now it's like, I need to get this job. So you're getting into the interview, your body language is all nervous. Mm. All the, the swag that you used to walk into your interviews mm-hmm. with that actually helped you get the job, gone. People are looking at you thinking, oh, you don't look that interesting. Like, I'm broke. <laughs> I'm stressed. Man's <laughs> coming to the interview like, I just want to tell the judge, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, listen, I was this close yet. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm a young black man. <laughs> <laughs> God. I mean, oh. Oh, bro. <laughs> I've seen some things. Coming to the coming to the interview room, like, please, sir. Please. <laughs> I'm not saying nothing else. Just please. Just please. I just got to show my bank balance. I'm like, big man, look. So what, so what attracted you to this job? My G. <laughs> my G. <laughs> But gee, I got bills, nigga. Well, listen. Oh, my days. All you, well, all you can hear is your belly rumbling in the figure, so kid, bro. You see what? And you see that, yeah? When you're in Edgewood, did you realise that you can make £10 stretch in the maddest way, bro? That's when I realised. That's what when I, when I was in Edgewood, that's when I realised that I was living luxury. Because the way I was ordering takeout, like to say, it was it was nothing, fam. Like, everyday man's doing our Uber Eats. Now. This is it. Wasting, wasting huge. Bro, lunch time, ta- bro. The money I used to spend, yeah. Um, at work, in the morning, McDonald's breakfast. That's about three, four pound, or maybe two, two chicken makes from Greg. So minimum I'm spending in the morning is two pounds, maximum four pounds. Yeah, cool. I'll probably buy like a Lucas Little two during the day. That's another one pound. So we're at five, six pounds. Lunch time, I'm eating hot meals only. So to get a hot meal is minimum seven pounds in the city. Yeah. So what now? We're on like what? We're like on 11 pounds, 11, 11, 12 pounds, yeah? 
then like between like three, four, I'm bored. Sandwich. I'll just go buy donuts. Or I'll go buy like another drink. Bro, I'm spending like damn near fifteen pounds a day at work. It's ridiculous, especially in the city. It's actually a joke. That's sixty pounds a week. Two foot your month just on and that's just your meals during your working hours. You get that doesn't include cinema or going out with your friends or do you know what I mean or your subscription stuff like that. Like that's when I saw, okay, cool, I was living library. So it, it taught me a lot of lessons about wastage. And then and that's what showed me like I was looking at other like employees. I was like, right, like you lot like, no, I don't want to spend that much money just getting milled. I was thinking, bruv, you lot on like 90 bags a 90 bags a year plus bonus. Now I understood why. It's the margins. Yeah. It's the margins you get. And that also showed me how much having it been a sick saver makes a difference. Because the the fatter your saving stack, the better you are. So um my boy, my boy Lirio talks about having a emergency fund, and he's like, if you can graph so you have like an emergency fund. He he like this is his philosophy. To cover you like four, I want, four months. If I could cover myself for six months, then I could think about other luxuries. But I don't know what's gonna happen. Mm. Like you don't know if your boiler, especially people living now, you don't know if a boiler's gonna break. You don't know if your car's gonna oh, break gonna down. down. Do you know what I mean? Or we're gonna lose your job? Or do you know what I mean? Like COVID, I think COVID is a perfect example because businesses have been shown not to have a rainy day fund because businesses haven't been able to last like being closed for one month, fam. You know what I'm saying? Well, and these are big multi-billion dollar corporations. You know what I'm saying? So it showed the value. So if I'm talking to like the young guys out there and obviously this lesson is also um, applicable for women as well. But like having your rainy day fund is so important because you never know when life can go left. And unfortunately for all of us, law of averages, life will go left at least once in your life. Yeah, definitely. You see what I'm saying? I didn't realise though, but like I think you've mentioned it probably two or three times already it happens to almost everyone and it's only when you talk to them like for example you never really see your parents rainy days because you're a child so everything mm. was sheltered for me it just mm. made stuff happen talk to your parents ask them like right has it ever been a time when you maybe lost your job or you went in employment how was that and they'll tell you mm. the real like it's it's crazy and i think it probably shows and i know it's like a cliche thing to say on twitter and social media but multiple streams of income never been and obviously it's a luxury yeah and it's actually a privilege to have multiple so if you have more than one stream England club you're actually very privileged because many of us in this world we we haven't had the time or the skills or the opportunity to develop that but it shows how important it is so some people who've grafted and might have like their five to nine hustle at least they can look at that or some people that might have rental income from properties could look at that it's just so so impressive now shout out those people but boy Having been a second hustle during Edville would have made a world of difference, fam. Yeah. Apart from that, though, I think um, sometimes just lowering your pride a little bit during that period of time. And, like, I don't mean that's in self-front, but the... <laughs> if, by the way, can I say that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, like, for example, like I said, when I started th- taking things like loans and stuff, at the time, it seemed like a quick solution in a desperate time but had I asked people close to me and explained the situation that I'm in I might have been able to actually get help which wouldn't have affected me mm-hmm. such in a long term way mm-hmm. so stuff like that as well but like you said I think the savings if you've got money there and you've got something to fall back on it does make things a hell of a lot easier mm-hmm. like, it just gives you that peace of mind like you're saying if you've got six months you know all right I can scale back my living a little bit 
that six month rainy day fund is going to keep me comfortable. I can cover my rent. I can cover car payments if you've got it. Yeah. All of those stuff, which just taken away from the stress that you have of that allows you to actually flourish in other things. You can actually start to sit down and think, all right, how am I going to get out of this? Word. Because when that stress is on your head to, to try and think about anything outside of getting through that, that day or that week, is near enough impossible. I can't lie, yeah. I don't think anybody apart from you knew I was in Edgeville. Yeah, that's it. Because, but no, you don't like to show it. Yeah, I'm the type of person, if I have an issue, I just like, oh, let me sort it. And I've usually been able to sort my issues. So people never know if issues go. I just, I'm just like, I'm very problem solving. Problem solving. That's how I am always. Do you know what I mean? But this problem, it won't really solve it. <laughs> do you like that? So, so it's not. And I think, easy. and I think as I've got older, as you know, you know, it's interesting when you see, the mental health the topics and open up and all that type of stuff like I've been like oh this ca-. and I still think it's largely capped no I think because when people say open up I feel like uh, especially when it comes to like a more relationship context I feel like people are saying that and when I've asked people this is the vibe I've got from the actions what I've seen and what I've heard from people firsthand. when they say open up is more their primary the primary reason is to do with it, it enables them to feel closer and a bit deeper connection with that person, which I'm not saying is wrong. It's actually quite important, but it's to me if I'm open up with my issue, I'm only going to do it to, to somebody whose primary um, objective is my issue and to help me through it. Not I just want to be close to you. Like I can't lie, I'm a type of person where if I've got issue. Like I'm talking about me, other people different. Me, I have an issue. If you don't want to help me solve it or then there's little benefit to that, actually that, sharing. Oh, babe, yeah. that, that don't work with me because you could hug and kiss me as much as you want. I'm in my head, I'm talking of the issue, you know. Do you know what I mean? Right, but that's, yeah. that's me. Other people, they need that because it helps them get back down to centre and they can focus. I'm still at centre, I'm focused. I just know how to, to pattern it, do you know what I mean? But what I realised over the years that I've been more free to talk because I've realised that I'm blessed that my friends are so competent in that field. So I could speak to Martha, I could speak to Ed, I could speak to Annie, I could speak to Evie, I could speak to Manic, I could speak to Keith, to Bola, to Nigo, to If, to Ifa, to Ant. Do you know what I mean? Like, these are some of my friends I could really stop in my head to booms. Do you know what I mean? Like, people I could speak, yo, this is how this happened to me. Usually before, I won't even share that, yo. Do you know what I mean? But it's not even like I'm not speaking and they're like, okay, cool. Obviously, like, I feel my friends are more on the emotional support side of things. I'm like, no, I'm calm, trust me, calm. Praying for you, I respect that. My man there, if I say something, it's like, yo, do you know what? I can make a couple calls here, yeah, da, da, da. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what my friends are. I'm, I'm blessed. But not everybody is blessed enough to have that support system around you. So, to the guys that listen to this, I think, like, this is, when I talk about the mental health thing, and I speak about it from a guy, especially when they're interacting with girls, a lot of, I get a lot of backlash from women because they see it as an attack. But what they don't understand is, like, comprehend my tweets. I'm actually talking to the man then directly and I'm putting accountability on the man then. I'm like, yo, when you're interacting with people, boys and girls, you need to take into account their contents of their heart, their character. If you're going through a sticky situation, is it going to change how they look at you? Or their type can be like, no, fuck it, I'm riding with you. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if, and if you do not have confidence in that person that they can take on some... I'm not expecting people to be your therapist because that's not fair. But you have to take off some of, the, some of that baggage. If you yeah, do, do you know what I mean? Then you might want to reconsider if that's something you want to spend your life with, if that's something you want to be boys with. Do you know what I mean? Because I know that if I'm, go, if I'm going for a hard time, 
I know my boys ain't gonna mock me for it at all. They're not. At all, bro. At all. And broke shaming has been on a topic of discussion for ages. People misconstrued my broke shaming tweet. I can't bother to explain it. It was very simple. Yeah. But you know what? That in itself, yeah. <clears throat> like, that's what's caused the stigma to a lot of people, mm. personally, that make it so scared for people to then be open about what they're going through. Mm. If you have lived your life at a certain standard for mm. a little while, and because of that, and I, I don't really like the term falling off, but something's happened which has caused you to lose your job or you're no longer working. Now, like, for example, when I stopped working, it got to a point I was like, bro, me having my car, which was my pride and joy, like, I loved that car. I was like, bro, I can't afford to run this no more. So I parked it out for a little bit. And I was like, bro, even when it's parked there, it's costing me bread. Mm. I had to get rid of it. And then when you're going from that and you're on the bus and you're doing all of those things, it's like you start to hide it. You want to hide it even more because mm. it's like, right, people are going to think, right, he's falling off, he's done this, that, and the other. But you're just going through a madness and it happens. Do you know what? That's, I think that's when, I know it's difficult, but I think, I think as people mature and I hope you listen to this, that's when you've got to realise that the people that love you, more often not, they don't actually care. So you've got to think who you're doing these type of things for. Me personally, the things that I do is only because I like them. So like... I'm lucky in that regards, but still, like, I'll tell my friends, like, I even told my friends, like, oh, yeah, do you know what? I'm, the place I'm living in, Stratford, it's very expensive. And they were trying to up the price of me by two bills. Although everybody's been there, they've loved it, da, 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 da. I was like, oh, it's kind of like an L having to downsize. I'm like, no, it just makes sense. It makes sense financially. Then I, then I looked at my friends. I was like, bro, bear of my G's had cars and they sold their cars. And it's not like they don't have money. They have money, but they have other plans, they have other ideas. So, it's not falling off. It's just you're re-strategizing, you're restructuring your thing. And even certain things like when you have children, you can't spend the same amount of money you spent on yourself before anyway. So it's a natural cycle of life. Do you get so? Um, so even when it comes to the broke shaming thing, like me personally, when it comes to all types of shaming, like I keep it 100. I'm like, it's either you don't care about sh any type of shaming or you... Okay, bro, we'll yeah, it's one or all. You can't be pro-broke shaming but anti-body shaming or pro body shaming but anti-broke shaming it doesn't make sense you're gonna either everybody can get these jokes or and me personally I can't lie I don't mind mean jokes I've seen some broke shaming jokes are funny I laugh I've seen some body shaming jokes are funny I laugh like maybe I'm lucky because I don't I've I'm not very Ed you know me I don't really fall for peer pressure like I remember on time on Twitter I've had Twitter since 2009 this is now 2020 I remember on Twitter there was periods when they're like yeah if you don't drive you're a bum if you live in your mum's house your bum. Man was just ticking off all those boxes. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's me, that's me. And the and, and like the popular look was hench with muscles. Ain't hench, ain't got muscles, ain't got piercings. All right, but still, I thought, I generally, I'm lucky though. I'm like, no, that's not me, but I'm like, at the end of the day, my life is pretty calm. I have a good life. Yeah. I don't struggle with girls, I don't struggle with friends. Like, I have a decent life, so... Yeah, this might be the thing on Twitter, but doesn't mean that I can't make a decent life for myself. Do you know what I mean? And also, people cap online. Like I've been, I've been, I've been there. So I feel like you can't. It's very difficult to say, but don't let social media because a lot of people cap on that app. People will come and diss salaries that they have not even got themselves. People, or me and Manic spoke about on the last pod. People come and say, "Oh, Cartiers are washed." If you like a Cartier, my G, go buy a blood clot Cartier because that is a luxury watch. And it's a status symbol and it's nice. Do you know what I mean? People be dissing people's cars and they'll be taking Uber and, and train. It don't make sense to me. I can't, that's why you don't see me dissing cars. Because see me outside, I've got an invisible 
I got invisible mobile. <laughs> it's 19 plate invisible mobile, yeah? Five liter. I ain't got cars. I ain't coming. I ain't gonna come and dissing around cars. Do you like that? So Of course. Yeah, so like I think also like does it mean that you can't if you've got nice stuff you can't flex? flex. This doesn't mean that as a woman, if you want a man that's got money, you can't do that. That's bro. That's like, your preference. Do if that. If I was a girl, I can't lie. I want a guy that's got P2. I'm going to be treated nice. Do you know what I mean? It makes sense. Same way man do want a, a nice looking girl. Like, it is what it is. So, it's not to say that you can't have standards or aspirations, but sometimes I think we've got to be careful on how we speak in each other, especially when it's not in jokes, when you're just being just nasty to people, whether it be body shaming, um, colorism, racism, homophobia, transphobia, broke shame or whatever. Like, you just got to be nasty to people because you don't know what people are going through. Like, real talk, like... Because Some people could be going through. for a real struggle when they come online and then seeing people saying, nah, if you ain't got you ain't got this, you ain't a man, or if you if you don't look like this, like you ain't a woman or it's, it's adding you, extra if, extra yeah. stress to people yeah, exactly. that you don't they imagine don't Imagine like, like if you ain't got imagine there's like a maybe like a girl out there, she's like 29, 30, do you know what I mean? She's doing her thing in career, but she hasn't quite got it um um found the, the right guy yet. Maybe she doesn't know she wants kids, or maybe she wants kids but not yet, whatever. And you're seeing people say, Yeah, if you ain't got kids by 30, that's something wrong with you. What? Are you mad? Like, see the thing in life, there's bare different paths, you know. We all can't take the same path in life, fam. Impossible. But doesn't mean we're not gonna we're not gonna get to where we want to get to. This is it. You see what I'm saying? Like, there's certain man that, for example, do you know FA Odaba? Um Obeda. Yeah, the, um, so this is like a, a Nigerian, um, he was he lived in the UK. He was at one point he was homeless. He managed to don't know how, but he managed to get himself to America, has an opportunity to try out for the Panthers. Now he's one of the Panthers captains, bruv. Now he's got a good contract. Like, like he didn't go for the traditional route of high school athlete, elite, college athlete, elite, high draft pick. Um, he, was at, he, was at, he was at the London Warriors for a little while That's in London. What I'm and then, yeah, someone just happened to bust him and, and, like, oh, yeah, try out this. Even Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook couldn't dunk until his freshman year at college. <laughs> and now look at him. Look at him. A, a gazillionaire <laughs> man's been getting man's been getting 40 million a year for the last five years fam so you like life takes on different paths you get like different paths so you never know what your opportunity is going to come from definitely and I think especially now that we're in this COVID situation I've seen just browsing through a lot of things I know a lot of people that have been affected personally by it so mm -hmm. a lot of companies have done either furloughs which has reduced people's income and a lot quite a lot of the furloughs actually they're starting to make redundant as well yeah. because companies just can't afford to keep these people on um, and I I don't want people it's, it's easy to get downtrodden or to, to let your head go down when you're in that situation it's like raw I didn't, especially when you're not expecting it things are going so well one minute and then before you know it it's whatever so I think like it's really important for anyone that's listening to this that has potentially lost the job um during this COVID period or through lockdown, but just keep your head up because it does look real, 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 real grey at the moment. But there is always a way out. Like no matter what happens, there will always be another job somewhere. Mm. And if need be, don't think, because I know I'm speaking from personal experience. There were potentially some jobs that was that I could have done, like just jobs, not career-wise, just jobs to get some sort of income. Mm -hmm. But in your head, it's like, oh, I can't go from this. And, you know, now I'm doing this. Bro, I should have done that. Got my bread, starting to, to focus myself. If that opportunity arises, do it. If the worst is when you start applying for jobs that you think, you know what, all right, cool. 
I'm overqualified for this job, but I'm going to do it. You go there and then man are telling you no as well. Then you're telling yourself. I remember I had, oh, uh, they think I'm too overqualified for the role. Like. Habibi, like big man. <laughs> that's are when, you telling me that I will smack <laughs> up the role? That is when you start getting, you're getting, like the frustration starts to sit in there because you're thinking, bro, I'm applying for a job that you are telling me that I can do easily. I'm not asking you to let me do this job and ask for extra money. Even the money that you're offering, I'm saying it's cool. I'll come and do it. You're telling me now you're overqualified. What that does to your psyche, yeah, <laughs> when you're in uh, Rattleman. Like Rattleman. Like the the rat I'm, The amount of times I heard that, I'm like, fam, give me the fucking job, lad. So yeah, so again, so like all the people that are going through that, bro, just it is just keep your head up. I know it's hard and I know it's something that, bro, when you're looking at it, you don't see you can't see the end of it in it. Talk to people your friends that are around you. I all mentioned it. We've got a great friendship circle and I think that's one thing that I'll always say, like our ability to talk to each other and just be very open. There's no, there's no um, egos. You never know, your friend will have a solution to you. And, and that's often been the case. There's been times when I've dropped something like, yo, listen, situation's peak. You will come through, Manic will come mm. through. Someone will just be like, yo, listen, whatever. And we help each other. And there's no ego really important so go for your friends make sure it's strong if it's not do something about that and then just keep striving apply for everything that you can speak to as many recruitment agents as you can yeah that's one thing people looking for jobs sometimes I'm not sure if people know but some people apply directly to jobs but sometimes these job companies are too lazy and want to be efficient and they just get recruited as a middleman so there's job agencies such as um, so you've got Randstad you've got Hayes, Hayes Recruitment, you've got um, Fred Needle Street, you've got Michael Perry slash Page Personnel, you've got um, Ryder Reeds, you've got... Those are even the main ones. Startup, I keep telling you, because I even get into you to do it. Mm. <laughs> Your LinkedIn page. Yeah, it's true. Every job that I've had in, uh, in a lot... In fact, I've never applied for a job in my life, and I think about it um, outside of going for a recruitment consultant. is through LinkedIn. Recruitment consultants find you. The recruitment consultants already have a rapport with many of the HR and hiring departments in a lot of these companies. So if they believe that you are right for the role when they put you forward, they're kind of putting you forward with a bit of, mm. all right, look, this guy is a good, he's a good candidate. Probably get through to the interview. They're already interviewing you with a little bit of a rose tint eye, especially if your CV's good and the uh, recruitment consultant has said good things about you. So there's different ways. You just need to spread I don't want to say spread your seed because that sounds a bit nuts. Yeah, spread your seed. Stay safe though. Stay safe whilst you're doing it. But like literally just apply and apply and apply. To and also I think people, I think when you're a friend, you have responsibility to check on your friends. I'm sorry. Like, like if you, like you should be able to notice when your friends are a bit off and try, you don't have to be pushy, but try creating them. I like to try and create an environment for my friends that if, if they need me, they know that it's no issue. There's going to be no judgment. Like, the only thing I judge my friends for is that if they wear feeler crepes, those feeler crepes. Which ones? The, the fake yogurts. The Flint's yogurts. Yeah, the, those crepes. If you wear that, I'll judge you. Outside that, I'm not judging my friends for nothing. Wait, so can I wear iceberg? If you want to. What about Lot 29? Okay, I'll judge you. Bruh. What's the other one? Academics. <laughs> I'll definitely judge you. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, like do you know, like, that's why sometimes people are like, like, trying to drag my bridge and listen. 
I don't give a fuck what they done. That's my G fam. I've never told them. So you lot can tweet me to Kingdom Come. Never dropping out my bridges because you lot say safe. But like just aside, like create an environment that's cool for your friends because you never know your friend might need you, but your friend might not know how to say they need you. Do you get? And even just being a, a place of refuge for your friend is is significant because that five percent that might add five percent. That might remove five percent less of the stress. So like okay, cool. At least this person understands what I'm going through. So I'm, do you know what I mean? Like every little, the margins in life make such a difference. Bro, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That 5% could give that person a bit more motivation. And the next day with that motivation, I might do something that might change their future. Do you get so? Boy, Ezreal's real fam. Like, like, and I'm telling you from, I've not, like a lot of my friends are doing great, great things. But there was a period in their lives when things weren't also great. Some of the people that you're seeing on your TV screen, on your YouTube screen, on your Apple Apple podcast, or I mean your Apple playlist, or your Spotify or Tidal playlist, at some point in time, people weren't trying to rate what they were trying to do. People were saying, oh, you ain't going to be like this person, but they're not being big or even Joel, maybe just as big. So, you know what I mean? Like, you, you just got, it's just, don't take things what you see for face value. You don't know the work and the suffering people have put into it. Do you know what I mean? So, Social media can make you feel like you're not doing enough, but you never, you don't know what goes on behind those closed doors. Do you know what I'm saying? I also think as well on the actual flip side as well, part of the reason why I'm so for people celebrating their Ws and celebrating what they've they've got or what they've worked for is because when you've struggled, I want you to enjoy mm -hmm. the fruits of your hard work since then. Or, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So for anyone... That is getting their things. You know, people like people. I've, I've noticed there's a certain resentment when people have nice things or show off nice things, and it's always what happens. There's a lot of pocket watching. Oh, you shouldn't be doing that. If look, I'm, if like, I wouldn't want my man to buy me a bag here. Like I'd rather buy stocks. That's fine. Let him buy you stocks. Tell you yeah. about that. Yeah, but a lie? The, person, the person that has bought the Birkin bag or wants the Birkin bag, and you've got it. I like the video that Cardi put out here, yeah, where she said, "Look, I bought my own Birkin bag." Just put the bag on her head. And went Too funny. That is what I want everyone to be doing Just when you get a W. That's the energy because I, when it's when it's difficult, it's difficult. Therefore, if you want me to be able to disclose my L's or discuss my L's, then I also need to be able to discuss, discuss my, my, Ws. my W's. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's part of the motivation of saying it's not, and it's not stunting on anybody. I don't think it's stunt. I don't think any of those things are stunting at all. And if you are stunting, I'm not a big fan of people actually stunting and saying, "Well, look, I got that." You're broke. Up your papes. I don't like that. Yeah. I'm just saying, this is what I've got. Like, I'm proud of what I've got. I love it. Like, the end. Do you know what I'm saying? And I so love when I see it. those tweets when a girl be like, yo, just bought my first house at 24. I'm like, you're fucking G. Or, or see a guy be like, yo, just got a new job and moved in with, my, with the mother of my... Like, it doesn't even need to be big. Yeah. Your little ones. Like, bro, what is seen as... It doesn't need to be a German. It doesn't need to be a whole house. Bro, if you've moved out of your parents' house into a room share and you're happy and you're proud about it... Yeah, because you're, 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 you're now sustaining yourself as right, an adult. exactly. You know what I mean? And it's not easy because we see people struggle with it every day. So it's not easy. No, for real, for real. So yeah, man. I like that. I'm trying to think what else. Because, bro, it was a lot, you know. I was even homeless at the time. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so but we're out of it now, so we can look back and actually explain and mm. kind of talk to it. So I think at some point I'm gonna actually, I did say I was gonna write about all the yeah, you should, details that I was going into. So I'll probably do that as well to actually give people a bit of insight. So where can people it. find you? Yeah, so they don't know already. 
Me, uh, I'm hoping people don't find me. I'm not gonna lie, I've been hiding for a little while. Now nah, I'm playing. Um, on Twitter, Ghana and Ghost. Uh, same on Insta, I guess. But you don't really want my Instagram, I don't post. And then um, T and Touchdowns as well, uh, which we're both on. It's an American football podcast. They don't know. At T E A A N D T D S is the app, T and T Ds. Um, but yeah, we just, we're about to start up properly for this season. Uh, so if you're into American football or you want to get into American football, please, please, please follow that and uh, we'll be putting out pods weekly. I don't know. Until next week, people. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.